What is cooking, everyone? This is scriptwriter Steve. You reached the podcast, Barbecue 2 Movies. And today is January 23rd, 2021. That's day number three. I think that's officially day number three of, I guess, President Biden's administration. And boy, have they been dropping the ball. Day three, uh, I guess if we count the cancellation of, um, I guess, of the, the XL pipeline, that has costed... Uh, or cost Alberta and Canada, and also, um, I guess, different states here in America. I think they said upwards of 52,000, maybe even over 100,000 jobs. It may be close to a million jobs, um, because if you, if you take a look at the amount of jobs that that pipeline, um, the amount of truckers that are in there, the union job people who actually help out with the restaurants and smaller businesses around there, um, it could actually cost upwards, upwards of a million jobs. Um, just with a stroke of, of a pen, he did this without even thinking. Uh, on day one, Joe Biden, I think he signed a stack, maybe about a foot high of executive orders that were put together by his, um, I guess, a list of advisors or advocates who are more more like activists. I would say that the correct word would probably be activists um, who really didn't put who really didn't put America first. They put lobbyists first. They put uh, political agendas first. Um, they didn't look at the ramifications of what they would do. Uh, will he fix this? I have no idea. Uh, he seems to have dug in his heels and uh, the whole, um, I guess, administration there have, this is what they wanted to do. That's what they've campaigned on. They, they look at everything President Trump has done uh, as evil and they want to reverse it. So again, you know, again, under President Trump, President Trump got the jobs done. He got, he got, he created jobs. He created, he made businesses stronger. He made, he actually made America great again. Uh, Joe Biden had, had his theme of build back better, which sounds kind of weird, but it was build back better. And, uh, he is not building back better. In fact, um, day three has proven that he is, um, kind of destroying everything. <laughs> so, and destroying a lot of jobs and pissing off a lot of people. And, um, oh boy, oh boy. So I have a lot more to get in. I'm just going to be sharing news today. So if you, um, if you guys aren't interested in the news of what's going on, but I promise you it's a little interesting here. Maybe a lot of things which you have not heard, um, in the mainstream media because the mainstream media loves Joe Biden, um, including Fox News, and they will not be critical of him at all. Um, I think I've seen Fox News try to be critical of him. Tucker Carlson and I think the talking heads, um, Tucker Carlson, Hannity, and including including Laura Ingram have been critical of him, but I think the other places, you know, the news the news areas there of Fox News um, where they report, they're not that critical. Especially Chris Wallace, who's I think Chris Wallace is in love with Joe Biden. Um, he's not being objective at all. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna um, play my advertisement as usual, so I can get my two cents for everyone who listens to my podcast, and then I'll be right back, and we'll get straight into the news. What is going on, everyone? This is your favorite complainer-in-chief, scriptwriter Steve, with a shameless plug for Dream Weddings Hawaii, a company that I just happen to own. Now, we specialize in romantic, intimate beach weddings, but plan weddings of all sizes and shapes. Gala weddings, eloping, surprise vow renewal, no problemo. So, if you are looking to tie the knot here in Hawaii, you better get in touch with me. 
Now, Dream Weddings Hawaii delivers quality that is extremely affordable, but don't just take my word for it. Visit our website at dreamweddingshawaii.com and find out for yourself. That's Dream Weddings with an S, that's weddings with an S, hawaii.com. So look at our awesome photos, check out our awesome, beautiful, touching ceremony videos, then take a look at our cheap prices, which I promise you won't faint at. Now, don't forget to read our five-star reviews. Now, by the way, we also take professional family photos. So visit our site at dreamweddingshawaii.com or just buzz me at 808-479-0685. That's 808-479-0685. Alrighty, I am back. I hope you're back from it. And uh, again, like like I said, we're just going to talk about some news articles today uh, that I think are pretty interesting. Uh, number one would be that Alberta Premier is calling the Keystone cancellation a disrespect to Canada. And he's really urging Biden to reconsider um, the his executive order of canceling the XL pipeline. Now, if um, Biden does go through this, it's going to cost possibly even millions of jobs on both Canada and also um, America's side. And it's really interesting because I think CNN or one of those, I was watching it yesterday, and then they came out and said that for the sake of the world, for it to save the world, we can actually give up a few hundred jobs. Now, there's a lot of pipelines that come down from Canada and, and, and go and shoot across this entire state of America, I mean, entire country of America, um, and go through all different states. It, the XL pipeline is just one more. Um, the reason why they wanted to cancel that one is that this is the one that actually garnered the most attention. If you don't, if you remember, this is where the tons of just liberals were just protesting and protesting, I think right before, uh, Trump came to office. And, um, I think there was a, I think there's one, presidential candidate who actually got arrested there. I forgot her name. I forgot her name, but they consider her the Hillary, the Hillary Clinton spoiler. Um, but anyway, that XL pipeline, Trump had actually, you know, approved it, and you never heard anything from it for the entire thing. The Democrats didn't even really run on it. They didn't even say anything bad about it because they knew for a fact that a lot of jobs actually depended on it. And if the if Biden came out and said that he planned to cancel the XL pipeline, then and and uh, then a lot of people would have objected to it. So here here we go. Biden is lying. He, he lied to the American people. Um, this is and then on top of that he said he was not for fracking. Well fracking will be canceled by the way because he just joined back up with the Paris Paris Climate Accord. And part of the Paris Climate Accord, uh, the promises that Obama had made about lowering our CO2 levels and, and getting us off all forms of carbon fuels, that would be that would include fracking. So he lied again. So all those fracking jobs are going to be gone. Uh, I don't know what to say, people. Uh, you know, Biden lied to the American people. The, the media didn't pressure him on anything. He just purely ran on systemic racism, tried to brand Trump as a white supremacist, which they still are trying to do. And this supervillain, <laughs> liberals bought him hook, line, and sinker. Now, some of you liberals who have these jobs, you're, you're going to be out of it. All right? That's it. Even though, and I bet, and here's the thing. A lot of Democrats who, you know, again, who are union Democrats, they voted for Trump. And they're wondering, wait a minute, everyone from my aunt to my grandmother to myself to our mayors who are all Democrats 
we all voted for Trump, but why did our area, why did our county go for Biden? Can we have a recount? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's almost like watching the NFL and the referees are saying that you can't review that play. Even though you see, well, that play did give a win to the other team. It's not widespread fraud when it comes to the NFL plays. It's just one play, right? It's just it's not widespread mistakes. It's just one mistake, and it's not even fraud. Maybe it's just a mistake. Can we just do an instant replay review? Absolutely not. And that's the reason why, by the way, the Browns are not going are not advancing into the playoffs because that one head to head hit on the one on the inch yard line, which caused the fumble and the touchback. That was actually actually a game changer that could not be reviewed. Same thing applies to Biden's Biden's win. We could not review the votes. We could not have a, even have an instant replay. You know, we could not even go to court and present our cases to court. Even though here in America, you can be sued for anything. Even if the, your McDonald's coffee is too hot, you can sue for it, but you can't sue to maintain election integrity. Even though there is a woman over there in Texas who is just now under investigation, uh, who, who has been arrested for voter fraud of influence up to 7,000 votes, claiming that she has a team and she's just one of many that actually is part of a very big voter fraud scheme across America. <laughs> she, you know, even though that happens, that's not evidence of voter fraud. She is not widespread, but she has influenced 7,000 votes, which is enough to actually influence an election to turn, to turn um, certain counties blue or from red or red to blue. <laughs> what can you say? You know, shut up. There's nothing there. Listen, Joe Biden is your leader, right? So right now we can't do anything. We absolutely can't do anything. Everyone has to take their medicine. We have to, I mean, <laughs> we... 80 million people voted for Biden, right? And only, I think, what, I think it was about a couple, 20 or 30 that actually showed up to his inauguration. It's pretty much like the way he campaigned across America, campaigned when his base, from his basement. When he came out of his basement, he literally got, you know, 10, 20 people showing up to, to his campaign rallies. And they said it was because of COVID and social distancing. Of course, this is the Democrats creating their own context. Let's create our own context to justify why people aren't showing up. And you believe his context? You believe his excuse? Maybe you do. And maybe it's true. Maybe it's true. I don't think it's true. I really don't think that many people showed up. You know, but anyway, going back to this. So what are, what's, what's Biden going to do with the Keystone XL pipeline? Nothing. He's not going to reverse his. If he reverses his, his position, I would love to see that. But he has... Again, in the Biden administration, <laughs> they're all about advocate for lobbyists. They're not advocates for America. It's never about America first. Remember, here in the administration, the term American exceptional, to be American exceptionalism, right? Um, it's not, it's considered a swear word. That's considered to be um, ex 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 exceptional in America, I'm sorry, you know, my, my tongue is getting a little twisted over there. To be exceptional in America, that's considered part of white supremacy. Why is that considered part of white supremacy? Why can't blacks, why can't Asians be exceptional in America? Why is that? Isn't that racist on itself? 
You know, myself, I'm full Chinese, okay? I keep telling you, I'm full Chinese. I may sound white, all right? Because I'm third or fourth generation. I'm not sure. Like, I'm, but I'm pretty much removed from China. You know, my I think it was my grandparents who were from China or even their grandparents were from China. So I've been here. I don't even speak Chinese. I, Chinese food is not my favorite, right? And uh, I may look, you know, people think I look Polynesian or like everything like that. But then, uh, you know... <laughs> why can't I be exceptional? Why is that racist to say, when whites say, oh, I, I believe everyone can be exceptional, American ex exceptionalism, that's racist. Oh, blacks can't do that, whites can't, you know, only whites can, so don't say that. That's a bunch of baloney. This is the stupid narratives that the left is pushing to you. So if you are liberal and you believe that crap, you know, something is wrong with you. You know, they're just trying to turn us against each other. It really is. And I get this too, okay? Now, remember Biden said that they're going to change everything. COVID is, is going to come down as soon as it comes into office. And in fact, Kamala Harris and Biden, when the vaccines were coming out, when they had come out, they had already claimed victory. They said that under my administration, the vaccines had already come out. They had done, done nothing. That was all because of Operation Warp Speed, but they had actually claimed credit for that. When before, they were saying that months before that the vaccine wouldn't be ready till like a couple years. Fauci was saying, oh, it's going to be two or three years. If you remember correctly, Dr. Fauci, the, the Democrat superhero, said it would be two to three years until we have a viable vaccine. Moderna and Pfizer came out and said, well, we think we have something close, but they wouldn't confirm it, even though they knew for a fact that it actually would be re released, you know, this year. I mean, last year. And guess what it was? It was, right? Again, Biden and them were just, and they, they took credit for it. I couldn't believe when I heard them take credit for that. It's, it's, just, when I hear, it's the same as when I hear Biden taking, taking credit for saving the American auto industry, which when he didn't do anything about that. You know, you dig into the whole, the whole um, reason why the auto industry came back has nothing to do with Biden. It has everything to do with the renegotiation of NAFTA. It has everything to do, to do with the economy getting a lot better. You know, Ford didn't take any of the, the stimulus money. GMC was forced to take the money. Uh, Biden actually forced GMC to sell. They were trying to sell off Hummer to the Chinese. How do you like that? They were trying to do that, give... The Hummer, by the way, is the military vehicle that, that you know, most of the U.S. military uses. And China wanted that, that technology for themselves. So they were trying to buy that section of uh, GMC. And Biden was pushing for that. Pushing, trying to make a deal with China. Oh, kind of surprising, right? And what else did they do? They did a very big um, uh, stock swap and got and, and Daimler of Fiat bought Daimler Chrysler almost for nothing. That's not saving the American auto industry. That's what Biden was responsible for. But they don't want you to dig into the details because if you dig into the details, it shows that they actually did nothing. Oh, wait a minute. They, wait a minute. They did the cash for clunker program, which that did absolutely nothing too. Oh, so people turned in their old cars. They got like a little discount for, on a new car. But these are cars people would have bought anyway. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense, right? Not at all. Not at all. But again, we have a portion of America. We could have 80 million people who voted for Biden, who Biden, who just basically said, "Well, you know, we believe his lies. We hate Trump that much, but who? But, but you know, we're we're in it. We we can't go back now. You know, I should stop complaining about the past.
Okay, next article. The White House press secretary says she hasn't spoken with Biden about the riots in Portland and Seattle. So again, Antifa and Black Lives Matter, they are actually having an insurgency over there in Portland and Seattle. It's, it's bad. It's really, really bad. Like windows are getting smashed in. You know, they're blocking off streets again. They're harassing people, harassing businesses, spray painting, vandalizing. Where's all the National Guard troops to help that? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. All the, all the National Guard troops were deployed to D.C. for nothing, right? Abs- and they're treating them like crap, putting them in the parking lot, while you could deploy the National Guard to stop Antifa and stop Black Lives Matter from, from uh, ruining all of these cities, all of these businesses that he's supposed to be out there advocating for because he wants to build back better, but he's not doing anything. The White House press secretary, press secretary didn't even speak to Biden about it, so doesn't even know where he stands. What is that? I mean, where do you stand? And it doesn't matter where he stands. You know, it doesn't matter like what his opinion is. Do something. It's been going on for days. You know, there's ongoing violence. It's still going to go on. It's still going to go on today, tomorrow, everything. And and what is the mayors, the mayors over there, the governors there of these states doing? Absolutely nothing. Oh, what do they? They can't blame Trump anymore. But they don't want to blame Biden anymore. So this is what we're. This is more of what. Is this more of what we're going to see for like, you know, the next four years? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, so get this too. Um, in Michigan and Washington, they're saying that because President Biden has come to office, well, um, we're, we're going to actually see the, the, virus, the virus, virus levels go down. So over there in Michigan and D.C., the restaurants are actually being allowed to open now. Not at full capacity, but at a certain capacity so people can dine in now. Really? Just overnight, this changes. Didn't we say this before that once, you know, this whole election is over, they're just, they're just going to open up? That's what they're doing over there in Michigan and D.C. Oh, but to get this, on the day that they actually say that, uh, these, you know, <laughs> the governors say that or, or the mayor over there of D.C. says it, right? Biden says this. Oh, Biden says exactly this. We can do nothing to change, to change the trajectory of COVID-19 in the next few months. Really? Well, by the way, I think I have to disagree with them. I think the numbers are going to go down because the virus is going to go down. <laughs> but it's funny. He's saying that we can't do nothing to change the trajectory. But here it is saying the Michigan and D.C. You know, talking heads are saying, hey, Biden just changed it overnight. <laughs> He's saying they can't do anything for the next months. What is going on? Like the liars can't, they're not talking to each other. You know, oh, Biden, you know, it, it's just going to be so frustrating out there. You know, the, the Biden is just, <laughs> he, he is, he's, he's really not that bright. And we have, we're going to see, uh, I, mean, I guess he'll give us a lot of things to talk about. I guess how, how the, tr- I guess when Trump was a president, the left had a lot to talk about because they're just so paranoid I have the question, are we being a little paranoid? Are we being a little hard on Biden? I don't think we're being paranoid. We're just talking about results. It's the same thing we said again before, right? You know, about COVID-19 and, and, the, and, and restaurants and dining in and all this kind of crap like that. It's the same thing. We've been saying the same thing over and over again. I don't think it's paranoia. I think we're going to be on facts. But I'll try to double check myself because I don't want to be like a paranoid CNN anti-Trump derangement person. I don't want, have, I don't want to have Biden derangement, right? 
If he does something good, we have to give credit to Biden for. That's all I have to say. All right. Now, moving on. Um, get this. Now, I've been, say, I've been saying this for about, I think, since COVID broke out. And a lot of my, uh, my friends who are doctors said, you know, Steve, you don't know what the hell you're talking about because you're not a doctor. Yeah, I mean, you, you should stop talking about it because you don't know nothing about science. Nothing about what the, what the science holds on there. I mean, when I, I keep telling everyone, hey, put yourself on quercetin and zinc. Because quercetin is an ionophore. I did my own research, by the way, on, on this. But I was told by other doctors about it. Because I belong to these closed Facebook groups by doctors who actually fight coronavirus on the front line. Here in Hawaii, they don't fight coronavirus on the front line. In fact, most in, in most of America, they don't fight it on the front line. Do you know what they tell you to do? For those of you who, who've gotten COVID, what do they tell you to do? Go home and stay away from your friends and family. Isolate. Don't take hydroxychloroquine. Don't take remdesivir, nothing like that. They don't, do, they don't treat you with any of that stuff until it gets really bad. And the truth is, if you actually get treated earlier, right, with hydroxychloroquine, convalescent plasma, blah, 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 then you have a higher chance of living, you know? Except they just tell you to go isolate yourself and, oh, call us when things get bad. Well, when things get bad, that means your, you know, COVID has spread to your other parts of your body and that means your, um, your organs are starting to fail. So hydroxychloroquine, quercetin is not going to help. Now, I take quercetin zinc. You should look it up on, um, on, uh, on, um, on Amazon, yeah, and just, just put in quercetin and zinc, and then you'll find uh, a bottle that sells both of them. Look at all the comments in there. and look at It has almost a five-star review. And people who have had um, COVID on there have said that, man, this thing helped my COVID. Uh, people who've taken it, they said, you know, they've been around people who have COVID and they have not gotten it. It's the same thing here. Like, uh, you know, my mom, you know, they take care of like uh, my, my grandmother and then my grandmother's other caretaker had COVID, but she didn't spread it to my grandmother or myself because we had put my grandmother and uh, my mo- my mother, and my, my aunt, myself, we're all on co- we're all, we're all on uh, quercetin. And the contact tracer was like, whoa, how'd this happen? Okay, well, that's not what I wanted to talk about. I'm going off on a tangent. Well, the WHO, they are, they are wanting, they're advocating to change the, the, um, the COVID test criteria um, away from the PCR, that stuff you stick up your nose, because they're saying that 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 PCR test is very much faulty. And why are they saying that? They said, basically, when you start multiplying, because what happens is that when they stick that thing in your nose, they take it back to the lab and they multiply, uh, I guess, the particles that are in there. And here in America, we multiply by 40 to 50 times. And that means a little small little piece of COVID that be, may be in your, bo- your body and it may not be an active virus. And then, there, then that becomes a positive virus. Now, why did they do that? It's to get the numbers up. And that's why there's so many asymptomatic cases out there. There are people who may actually have, who may have actually have COVID in their nose or COVID in their body, but it's a dead virus. And the PCR test, especially when you multiply it to that level, 40 to 50 times, it can't tell the difference between a live and a dead virus. Okay? That's just really, I knew that from day one. And on top of that, it can't tell the difference between if you have a common cold or COVID. It can't tell. Because COVID 
and your common cold are both coronaviruses. They both kind of look the same too. They're, they both have the spikes on them. And in fact, there is a theory which they believe is very viable that the, if you have, if you're a person who gets sick, you know, fairly often, right? You do create antibodies out there, and you create a lot of antibodies out there. And the people who have gotten the common cold before, guess what? Even when they got COVID, it wasn't that great. And and it's because and they think it's because they have the T cell memory and the and actual natural immunity to it. I have actual friends who their husbands have gotten infected with COVID and they're out there kissing them on the lips and they don't get COVID. But, you know, whatever they had, what have they had before? Oh, they've had runny noses and this before. They had the common cold before, but they didn't. They're kissing their husband who is sick of COVID on the lips. (laughs) No COVID, right? No COVID. So what can we say about that, right? What can we say? So again, now here in Hawaii, in order to get to Hawaii, you have to take a PCR test to avoid the, four, I think it's a 10-day lockdown. But, you know, it, it's not accurate. It's really, really not, that, not accurate. I think they said about, huh, I think about one out of four times, you know, it, that, that's, a, that's the accuracy of it. So you have about a 25 to 50% accuracy, accuracy rate. That's not that great. <laughs> could, could you imagine that odds you know, that's not very good odds at all of being accurate. Oh, by the way, though, you have a 90, 99.67% chance of living if you get COVID. 99.67% chance of living. That That is huge. Wouldn't you like those odds of winning if you went to Vegas? You would say, wow, that's really good odds. Let's go to Vegas. Let's put $100,000 because there's a 99.6% chance I may win. That's almost a guarantee, Right. You know, anyway, so that that right there is, I've been saying this, that if those PCR tests have not, are not, they're not even designed, by the way, for COVID, okay? And uh, there's a lot better ways to actually test for COVID. One is through the saliva test. Another way is through antibody tests, which is really interesting, because now they're trying to mix this PCR test with the antibody test, and they're saying, oh, you know, people who did test positive for the PCR, um, they didn't create the antibodies because when you take the antibody test in the blood, they'll say, you didn't create any, any antibodies. So some people don't create antibodies. Therefore, you know, uh, there's something wrong here because usually if you get infected with COVID, you should create antibodies. Well, if you have a dead virus in your nose, you're not going to create antibodies. Can we make that connection or do we have to be stupid? You know, where's the critical thinking with these scientists? It's left the building. Of course, there are scientists who critically think of what I'm saying. Again, same thing. If you have a dead virus in your nose, you're still going to test positive on the PCR, but you're not going to create antibodies because the virus is dead in your nose. Those scientists, well, guess what happens? They come out, they talk on YouTube. Oh, YouTube doesn't like what you're talking about. We're going to censor you because it doesn't fit the narrative that Trump is doing a bad job and that there's no cure to COVID. That hydroxychloroquine mixed with zinc doesn't work, even though these physicians have li- literally saved people by prescribing it to them, right? Have literally, people have gone there and said, well, I can't breathe like that for like about, you know, about a week or so. They take it and they get suddenly better. I have a pastor who actually was three weeks sick, not getting better, going down slowly. He took quercetin. Quercetin's not strong enough because he was already already sick. Right, and then what happens? Like he was begging the, his doctor, please put me on hydroxychloroquine. 
doctor said no. He finally found a doctor to put him on hydroxychloroquine, and he got better. Three days, done. Oh, but it doesn't work. It's not supposed to work. Don't go on YouTube and say it worked because YouTube will just delete your account. This is the world we're living in. All right. Okay, I'm getting a little worked up here. Last article. Last article. Um, I'm not sure if you heard, but I'm sure you heard, right? There's 25,000 National Guard troops over there in D.C. It was all a ruse. They were called there because the white supremacist, there was going to be a white supremacist uprising, which is total BS. Trump supporters are not white supremacists. Of course, the FBI thinks we are. Everyone thinks we are. You know, you know that's why that we're, we're so much white supremacists. That's why Parler had to be taken off of the web because white supremacists, aka Trump supporters, are not entitled to their free speech, right? But a video out there, which <laughs> was put on YouTube, which YouTube took down, uh, basically is showing um, in Trump's Washington hotel lobby that there's, there's a Trump hotel in Washington, it's being used for a rest area for police on Inauguration Day. And it's still being used as a rest area for police. Trump's, as a private citizen, has said, hey, use my area as a place of rest. So they're in there, and the Trump staff is treating them like royalty. It's a much different version of how how um, Nancy Pelosi and, and the Democrats treated the National Guard. They're treating them like crap. Why did they put them in the in the garage, by the way? I really want to know their excuse. Now they got them, they got they, they took them out of the garage after they got backlash. But why did they put them there in the first place? And they put them there with only two bathrooms, and they didn't even feed them. What in the world? The, you know the. Oh my God, it, it's a. <laughs> And before that, too, they put them through a litmus test to make sure they weren't Trump supporters because they said a lot of these National Guards people, they look white and they look, they're for the military and they could have actually be, actually be Trump supporters. There's a video online going around that when um, Biden, I guess, drove down in his limo, the soldiers actually turned around and faced the other direction, showing disrespect. Now, I'm not sure if they don't like him or not. I really don't know. Apparently... Apparently, a lot of military people overwhelmingly voted for for Biden, overwhelmingly, you know. And there are some, I guess, some some uh, I guess Rasmussen polls out there to support that. Uh, I really don't believe it. I think the military overwhelmingly goes for Trump, or, or overwhelmingly goes for uh, I guess uh, conservatives. But we do have those younger military people in there who are just so woke. We're talking about the younger TikTok, Instagram, military people who love to go on when they get deployed. You know, why don't I show, I'm going to do a TikTok dance over there at my deployment, right? It could be those people. So, and if they are Biden supporters and they believe in Biden, well, that's fine. That, that's their right and all that. But very, very hard to believe because Biden is not pro-military. He is completely not pro-military. Well, what can I say about that? All right, everyone. Well, I'm going to end um, the entire podcast here. I've been uh, talking for a little long, a little longer here than I really wanted to. Um, I will be talking about. Um, I will be recording later on today uh, for Screenwriting Saturdays, which we're, I'll be remo- reviewing um, that movie. Uh, uh, what was it called? Wandavision. That's not a movie. It's the the Disney Plus series Wandavision. I have to tell you uh, that one is pretty interesting. Um, but I'll get into it on a separate episode that I record later on today. 
So I'm going to let everything go now. I'm going to stop the podcast. Thanks for listening. Hope this, uh, this news here uh, kind of like, uh, I guess, uh, I don't know, triggered you somehow, hopefully in a good way. <laughs> I think we have to stop li- you know, living in the past and stop complaining and trying to look in the positive areas of Biden. I really, you know, here's the thing, people. I know I said I was going to go, but I'll, I'll keep talking a little bit here. You know, I, I want to try to be very healthy with my thinking with Biden. I want to be fair. I want to give this guy a fair shake, even though I think he's really bad. I want, I want him to do good. I want, because if he does good, and I said this yesterday, if he does good, my business does good. And by the way, my business is picking up again because the economy is opening up. If he, he just opens up the economy, it'll be fine, right? And we can try to do this very safely. You know, there's, there's things when we close down, there are a lot of things that just didn't make sense to me. Like, for example, why was GameStop forced to close down? Now, our numbers are higher now and GameStop is open, right? Now, GameStop, they sell video games. Why is it that Walmart was allowed to stay open and we could buy video games at Walmart, but we can't buy video games at GameStop? Why is it that people can buy food at Walmart and we can't buy food at the small mom and pop store down the street, the small mom and pop um, supermarket? It didn't make any sense. My wedding company, we did couples who eloped on top of the beach, eloping. There's only three people there and we could have social distance. Why did we have to get shut down? There's all of these things where, where I understand some businesses need to, needed to be shut down, but now we're finding out even with more infections out there, the, the economy is a lot more open and infections are actually going down, by the way. And by the way, when it comes to masks, we talk about masks, right? I know there's, there's big controversy, do masks work or does mask not work? For the most part, they don't work. There's if we keep saying we're going to follow the science, right? And I know Biden wants to put a 100-day mask, man, uh, mask mandate, which he did instill on federal property, which makes no difference because people are wearing masks on federal property anyway through, you know, through um, the, the state mandates. The, st- the state, the governors actually said when you go into certain buildings, you have to wear masks. So here in Hawaii, it's always been that you go to the post office, everybody's wearing masks. That was, you know, before. You know, know, again, Biden's just making, Biden with the mask mandate is creating the context. So when the COVID numbers go down in the next 100 days, he can actually say, well, I did something. That's really what it is. They're creating the context, right? Now, what I I told you before, when when Democrats lie, all they they do is lie, but they have to have context within their lie. So they create their own their own reason, their own canon, their own canon, uh, their own context, right? Um, so you can, in their folklore, and I, li- I literally want to call what they're, the storyline of a, a democratic, the democratic narrative is folklore. So when you create these fictional nar- narratives, like screenwriting, you need context. Because if you don't have context, if you don't have an excuse, then it's a lie, right? So we have to make sure that Biden, when, when the numbers go down, Biden would say, well, I had the mask mandate and that made all the difference. Even though if we take a look at the science, that's not going to be the case. What can I say about that? Jeez, I don't know. I don't know, people. But again, I want to give him a fair shake. I really do. And I think a lot of us want to try to give him a fair shake. You know, maybe he isn't the sexual abuser. You know, maybe we jump to conclusions, even though he's smelling everyone. Um, you know, maybe he's this genius out there. And maybe he'll do a better, maybe he understands business better than Trump. It doesn't look like it. 
you know, maybe he's not this, you know, this like crazy advocate for lobbyists. It looks like it, though. Maybe he's not trying to close deals with China all the time. But man, does that look like it right now? I don't know, people. I really don't know. Um, hmm. Oh, one more thing, by the way. So I was reading on a, on, I was reading this really interesting theory uh, pushed forward by, I think it was a Trump advisor or someone very close uh, in the Trump circle. And I think there is a theory right now that they're thinking about Trump running for, um, uh, as a representative over there in Florida. And he would easily win, right? So Trump is now going to be uh, in the House of Representatives, and then he's going to run for Speaker of the House. And then they said it by 2022, you know, Trump would have actually been, uh, you know, Biden would be out of office by then because they think that he, he, won't, he won't really last by then, and Kamala Harris will actually be um, president. Well, then they also believe that <laughs> Kamala Harris and Joe Biden may have actually have done some impeachable offenses by then. It's most likely it would be. It would be very easy to find because, you know, they both are not very honest people. I mean, let, let's be very honest with about that. It would be very easy to find a crime. And they said, why don't they impeach Kamala Harris? And guess who next? who would that be next in line for power if President Trump is the Speaker of the House? That would be President Trump. Speaker President Trump would then become the president and um, after 2022. <laughs> that is some theory right there, I have to say. But uh, huh, imagine if that happened. But could you imagine? I just like the idea of, of President Trump being in um, the halls of Congress and just triggering all of these representatives, including Nancy Pelosi and everyone. They would just quit. It would be the worst nightmares. Oh my God, Trump is actually here in, in D.C., you know? <laughs> we, we tr we're trying to get away from this guy. We tried to impeach him, and now he's here as a representative. What do we have to do? Oh my God. <laughs> like, it, would just, it would just drive him up the wall, you know? <laughs> I, I think it's just worth it just to have him just run as a representative. It would be great. All right, people. Okay, so I'm going to head out of here, finally. I'm sorry, but I keep talking and talking and talking. I just, uh, things are popping up in my head. All right, I'm out. I'll talk to you later. Bye.